Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim Wildman here with Fred Jackson. Good morning again, Fred. Good morning. And Steve Jordahl joins us now. Good morning. Not wearing Paisley. Not today. Maybe never did. Though well, no. Yeah, well, I do. I have Paisley ties. I don't have a Paisley shirt. but Yeah. That tie you got on today here, I, <laughs> uh, like a one-inch uh, one in diameter. Yeah, that's about that. It's it, This is an authentic 1980s leather tie mm-hmm yeah it, is it really it's not yeah yeah back, I've, you, I've owned it since you've then. had in your closet since the since 80s the 80s wow okay yep you're confident in your fashion statements uh steve or i, I don't care at all one, or, of, the two. one of the other <laughs> i admire you hey guys i was just looking at the uh, results here in georgia mm-hmm. i didn't realize <clears throat> current governor brian kemp had won uh, this handily. Oh, yes. He defeated David Perdue, who himself had won at least one state election, uh, statewide election in Georgia as a senator, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how long he was in. I think one 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 statewide election. Uh, he participated in at least two. David Perdue I'm talking about. But Brian Kemp won 70, almost 74%. Yeah, that's correct. <clears throat> so, evidently, the Republican voters in Georgia are very pleased with the job mm-hmm. that their governor has been doing, despite yeah. despite the attacks from President Trump. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, any, any thoughts on that at all? No, More than I, what I've just said. No, as they say in Atlanta, it was a drubbing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I think it just goes to your point that. People are going to vote the issues at the end of the day, not necessarily who the former president endorses. That carries some weight sometimes, but sometimes it yeah. doesn't. That's why if I'm if I'm Donald Trump, I'm staying out of all these endorsements and petty fights with people who don't uh, agree with you every time on everything. You, you yeah. gotta, huh? You gotta move on. You gotta move on. You gotta move on, and. Uh, you can't go back. We can't relive 2020. Well, I, I think it's always important. Leading up to 2024. In a battle, you have to define who the enemy is. And if you keep defining the enemy as people in your own party, that's a disaster. Yes, and making it personal. Yes. You yeah. just Some of that, that's Trump's personality, and it works to his advantage mm-hmm. sometimes. Other times, it just causes people to go... Uh, cut it out, and let's talk about the issues. You know what I'm saying? Or it's time to move on. Yeah. Yes. That'll get you in his doghouse. Right. So, anyway, Brian Kemp won 70. I don't remember the last time I saw any candidate win 74% of his primary at, on a statewide level. I mean, that's when he's challenged by uh, another opponent who himself had won a statewide election before. Yes. So, all right. Uh Steve, what do you got this morning? I want to circle back just briefly. I know you guys. You uh, got to circle back. Did you check with the Jen Saki? I, I did. I Jen Saki. I asked for permission She's for this. She's got the copyright on that phrase. Sakiism. Saki. Saki. Circle back. Circle back. Saki. 
Um, I wanted to available today at Arby's. I wanted to go back and and talk a little bit about what the president said last night in the heels of this terrible shooting. Um, President Biden. President Biden just got off the plane from flying. Out well, he was actually in the White House in when he made this this but he, speech he just to the got nation. back yesterday. Yes, from, yes, from from Europe. What, what do you want to play? Right. Well, so I don't want to hear in God's name again. No, here's the thing. For all of the things that Joe Biden doesn't do well in their legion, there's one thing he does very well, and that is console. He's lost a son himself, Bo, um, and he kind of knows. So when he talks to the nation about losing someone, it that's what the only thing I've ever heard him say that feels real authentic, and I, I did think it was well said. Uh, play cut two. To lose a child... It's like having a piece of your soul ripped away. There's a hollowness in your chest. You feel like you're being sucked into it. and never going to be able to get out. Suffocating. It's never quite the same. <clears throat> it's a feeling shared by the siblings and the grandparents and the family members and the community that's left behind. Scripture says... Jill and I have talked about this in different contexts, another context. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. So many crushed spirits. So tonight, I ask the nation to pray for them, to give the parents and siblings the strength in the darkness they feel right now. That was good. He he knows how to. He but then he, then he then he then he flipped. And it went off it, to uh, it, gun control, yeah. and he, that's when he started ranting. Yep, ranting. Yeah, but the, he you know what? If he had just dropped it right there and said good night, uh, yeah. pray for these people. Good night. Yeah, we'll 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 have more tomorrow. Yeah, uh, that'd have been yeah. per that'd have been perfect. Yeah, yeah. But no, he had to go off on. And you know the comments under the stories on this this morning. Uh, to your point, Steve, which is a, a good one, the comments all went to what he had to say about gun control. Right. If he had s- stopped where we stopped right there, I, I think there would be an applauding saying this is a man who can relate to the sorrow those parents are going through there in Texas tonight. Uh, I, I think he would have had a, a, a uh, uh, applause from both sides of the yeah. political aisles. Yeah. Uh, but, he didn't. All right, you mentioned that uh, he had made his way back from Europe. There's the World Econ- Asia, actually. Asia. Asia. Sorry, yes. the the World Economic Forum is going on. <clears throat> Where uh, is it? Not in Davos this year. It's in Davos, Switzerland. Yes. Um, all right. So the Bi- President Biden was in Asia, but the World Economic Forum is in Switzerland. I that. John Got, Kerry is there. John Kerry is there. Well, so is uh, Michael Evans. He's a, a the president of an Alibaba group. He's a group president with Alibaba, the big, huge communications company, or Chinese mega company. And uh, he he made an announcement about something that they're working on that I uh, just a little scary. If you ask me, I want you to tell me what you think. This is Michael Evans. Uh, talking about how to track a carbon footprint, uh, cut 13. We're developing, through technology, an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's, where are they traveling? How are they traveling? 
What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. That can't possibly go wrong. Who's we working on? <laughs> Alibaba. <laughs> the Chinese are working on it. They were a great band in the 70s, I'll yes. tell you that. A lot of ABBA was. Yeah. Anyway, next story. Steve, All right. You got anything else to add about that? Well, it's just, uh, I think it just points to an effort in certain circles in our on our planet today that... Uh, there are governments that want to play God and that want to monitor everything that you do, what you say, where you shop, what you shop for, where you're going. And the idea now that they would monitor where you're driving your car, where you're going, how much driving you're doing, all of that sort of thing. Given the big push now by the Biden administration and other governments in the world uh, away from fossil fuels, and they're going to use this pressure. You can imagine, what are they going to start doing? Putting out quotas on how much carbon you admit in a day or a week. It's a social tracker, like China has. Yes. That's what concerns me about this. They want to track your activity, yeah. what you're doing, oh, yeah. what you're buying all yeah. the time. And what you're eating. Yes. Yeah, this is this is the great threat to people who live in freedom always. Mm-hmm. That is, you have to beware of those who would try to scare you to death on various issues in order to get you to surrender your freedom. Yes. That was the whole battle with we've been experiencing with the COVID for two years. Yes. Is <clears throat> there are a lot of people in the political establishment, sometimes Republicans too, but mm. mostly Democrats who would say, okay, you got to surrender your, whatever it is, right to do this, that, or the other, travel, move around, work, go to church in the name of, uh, protecting people from getting sick from the virus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. So, so this is another way. So what you do is and then people say, they chip away at your freedoms and your liberty, and the people who like to control, that is uh, state control, be it a local, state, or national level, they take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And they say, to borrow from Rob Emanuel, Rahm Emanuel, never let a crisis go, go, to, go to waste. Yeah. Um, so uh, they want to, these, these globalists, these statists, <clears throat> they want to take control of every mechanism of how uh, Americans live their lives and you can't do it without some kind of excuse to uh, implement control mechanisms and you scare people to death. Well, and the same thing with this environmental stuff, this, in my view, the other discussions, it's really interesting how all of this is developing, you know, uh, the war in Ukraine right now. And one of the concerns is Ukraine, produces uh as large producer of wheat for the world yes all right so here's what i've heard is there's a discussion i think it's going on at davos uh, switzerland we need to do something about regulating who gets food and who does not because there's a food shortage 
just like there's a, a, a fossil fuel shortage, there's a food shortage. So people are going to use these kind of crisis situations, and it always leads to bigger government, more control over your yeah. life. Yeah. So you stop and think of that for the moment is, are we going to have food rationing? Because we have to start sharing food resources everywhere in the world. So, you know, city so-and-so only gets so much of this. It, mm-hmm. You know, it sounds crazy. It sounds like a crazy <clears throat> movie that you watch on Friday nights. But there are people in the world who want that kind of control. Ben Franklin, uh, that the quote comes to my mind where he said, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. And I would say we'll have neither yeah. liberty nor safety. Got to be careful. All right, I, I want to be, I, I don't want anybody to mistake what I'm saying here. I want to be fairly unequivocal. Can I be direct and blunt? New York Magazine is evil. That's direct. All right. Uh, I, I, there, I said. I don't read it. No. So I don't know. The current issue of New York Magazine in big, huge letters says, this magazine can help you get an abortion. In it, they have a map to an online database where you can type in your zip code. You can find abortion clinics, funding, other resources they say to help the, you locate. The, the, the abortion laws in New York aren't going to change as a result of the reversal of Roe versus Wade. So what are they worried about? Well, this goes to more than New York. This is national. Well, that's true, I know. But they do say they're the New Yorker. It, but, yeah. It, no, I'm sorry. It's New York Magazine. Not the New Yorker. It's a different magazine, although maybe just as evil as far as I know. I don't know. Um, we had, had some interesting comments uh, yesterday. We were talking about the ban of Nancy Pelosi by her San Francisco bishop, Carleone, who said she is not welcome anymore to take communion uh, because of her increasingly strident stand on abortion. Um, and she went out and found a bishop in Washington, D.C., was willing to to give her communion, and that's all that she needs to say about that, apparently. But others are talking out. I want you to hear Dick Durbin, who's also Catholic, also been denied communion. And uh, I want you to hear his fundamental understanding of what the Catholic Church is about and how it works. Cut nine. It's very personal to Speaker Pelosi as it is to me. The decision of the Catholic bishops and the treatment of uh, pro-choice Catholics is different in diocese by diocese. Uh, As a policy, they were poised to uh, act for the entire nation, but then withdrew that decision. Uh, I still believe that the uh, authorities in the church believe that we have uh, issues that can only be decided by our own conscience uh, and not by some bishop's conscience. He's saying... That the bishop, he's completely misstating or lying about what the Catholic Church actually says. It's not a matter of conscience. No. No. It's a teaching of the church that abortion is a mortal sin. Yeah. That's not a matter of conscience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what he's talking about. I mean, I do know what he's talking He's trying to trying misrepresent to the yeah. views of, listen, if you don't want to be a Catholic and subscribe to their moral teachings. Be a Buddhist. Go, go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Find you another church that matches your liberal uh, view of the world, or don't go to church at all. But uh, don't try to say 
that the Catholic Church is somehow ambiguous on abortion. They never have been. No. Huh? In in fact, I would say probably uh, Catholic Roman Catholics have led the way in the pro-life movement. Yeah. 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 And it, yes, and it doesn't wash to say, well, I'm uh, personally a Opposed, although I don't even know Democrats who are Catholics who even say they're personally opposed to abortion anymore. They celebrate it, which is part of the problem with these, uh, that they're getting in trouble with the archbishop Mm -hmm. in San Francisco. Uh, Pelosi did as her celebratory attitude towards abortion, which again is killing. And and it would be, it would be, like I said yesterday, it would be akin to if Durbin were being interviewed and the issue was slavery. And Durbin said, you know what, uh, it's just, uh, it's, uh, whether you're f- pro-choice for slavery or not, it's a matter of conscience, hmm. conscience and the uh, church shouldn't really intervene. You know what? Can you yeah. imagine that? Yeah. Uh, no, that wouldn't be accept- an acceptable answer or logical. And this isn't either. Yeah. So I had a conversation with this about, with, uh, about this with Austin Ruse, who's, uh, head of, uh, the center for family and human rights, CFAM, who works at the United Nations. I was talking uh, about uh, this, and he had a comment that uh, um, uh, uh, he was commenting on Nancy Pelosi saying, and Durbin, although Durbin hadn't come up yet, but uh, saying that the bishops are wrong in, in, in banning this. And then he also addressed this um, statement that says, well, you know, I personally may not believe something, but I don't want to push my religion on someone else. You hear that all the time. Listen to what Austin Roos had to say, cut eight. God bless him for uh, finally stepping forward and doing the right thing. With regard to her, I wish others would do it. But yeah, her, her fight is not with him. Her fight is with the teachings of the church. I suspect that Nancy Pelosi would have no compunction of imposing uh, her view of the death penalty on on others, so she she's you know she's picking and choosing what she wants to impose and what she wants to believe in. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're following the line <clears throat> of the Democratic Party, and I honestly do believe personally Nancy Pelosi doesn't have a problem with abortion. I don't think Dick, Dick Durbin has a problem with abortion. I don't think Joe no, Biden. No, they don't. They don't. They don't have a problem with abortion. No, if they did, they would say so. Yes, and they wouldn't be backing the policies that they're backing. Right. So that, that, and it really is a dividing issue. I'm not saying there there are not Republicans who are pro-choice. I, I wonder about Susan Collins and Lisa Markowski from Alaska. But I think for the most part, the parties have taken a very distinctly different stand when it comes to the pro-life issue. You know, when we have the pro-life marches in Washington, D.C., usually in, in January, uh, it has been Republican speakers who, for the most part, speak there. You know, Henry Cuellar, who is the Democrat uh, from Texas on from the border, Texas on the border there. I, I I was a little shocked at this, but he was described, I think, in an Associated Press story as the last pro-life Democrat in the House. Yeah. Is the yeah. last yeah. pro-life Democrat. Yeah. Boy, I, I mean, has the Democratic Party gone that far? Oh, yes. That there's only one Yes. Member of the House? They wouldn't let a pro-life speaker uh, at their platform at their convention a couple conventions ago? My. Yeah, I think you have to buy lock and stock and barrel into the radical uh, culture that the Democrats have become. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why Republicans are going to do well regardless of 
President Trump's endorsements or, you know, tantrums on Twitter or whatever. I, um, I, they're up against Democrats are live in a bubble. They do not see how out of touch they are with mainstream America and the voters. Yeah, it just they just are. So uh, <laughs> reading here in Newsweek, uh, the founders of the Lincoln Project. You remember the Lincoln Project? They're these so-called Republicans uh, who hated Donald Trump so much that they started this campaign to do anything to undermine him. Mm-hmm. Kellyanne Conway's husband George was part of, part that. of that. Yes. Well. <clears throat> the founders of that, two men named Mike Madrid and Ron Steslow, have made a, a little confidential 10-day trip to Ukraine, and they are advising Vladimir Zelensky on how to undermine Russian President Putin. <laughs> They're using the Lincoln Project tactics against Putin. Hmm. <laughs> I don't, you just... You just kind of can't make yeah, it up. Yeah, Putin's a dictator, you know, and unless he's assassinated, uh, he'll stay there till he dies. Uh, he's not going to go away voluntarily. Uh, I've seen know, rumors so, that that might come sooner than What's think. that? I've seen rumors of cancer or something. Yeah, kind. yeah, I've read about that too, uh, but people live a long time with cancer sometimes. Yeah. Don't you guys find if it, in am- fact, he has it. amazing? how for the most part the ukraine story has moved out of the headlines almost completely yeah despite what's still going on there yeah it's a it's a war that's uh doesn't seem to be anywhere near ending and no. uh, the russians are or the russians are taking uh major hits militarily on a daily basis i'm not saying the ukrainians aren't as well but the mighty russian military has failed to take over some a, a next door neighbor that has probably the tenth of what the resources that uh, militarily that uh, that Russia can bring to bear. I tell you what's a game changer too. These drones, these military drones. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing these videos every day. A lot of people are. They're in the news. These drones are flying over, and then uh, somehow or another launching a weapon. Mm-hmm. They're controlled by someone in a warehouse somewhere. Okay, but uh, maybe I shouldn't even introduce this now because maybe we get a military expert on to explain this. Uh, but this drone, is uh, these drones are taking out tanks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, uh, they're very sophisticated. Yes. Pieces of you're right. They can be flown from a few hundred feet or a few hundred miles. I, I yeah, don't know how they're far. flown by radar or by satellite. Flown from, satellite. 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 Okay, satellite. So, but that's a, that's a game changer. I mean, this isn't World War II. Nope. And this uh, is the, any longer. The, this let, is the, go ahead. I'm sorry. This is what happened. The saying is, you're always fighting the last war. Russia is not taking uh, has not taken into account technology and what can happen, and it's costing them tanks and troops and everything because. Ukraine is fighting the next war. Russia's fighting yeah. the last one. So the the uh, Ukrainians are participating, yes, some in conventional military response, but then a lot of guerrilla warfare that's very been very effective at stalling out the uh, the Russian army. And then the, the and then there's reports, you know, the, the Russians have lost a, a lot of their military leaders. Uh, either they've been killed uh, in active duty, or either Putin's uh, removed them. Yeah. And uh, it's just a mess for Russia right now uh, because they were supposed to have won this several months ago and be occupied, well, having occupied or having taken over Ukraine. 
but that didn't happen as we all know and and the war continues mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, ukrainians are getting money from all over the world to yes. f- to fight back including from the u.s all right we're out of time and we thank you for yours we'll see you back here tomorrow everybody take care <laughs>